Welcome to Here's Teresa on Talk Zone with your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Teresa is here to inspire and educate you with heartwarming stories and informative conversations from a national and global perspective. Now, here's Teresa. Good morning. Good morning to all of my beautiful, beautiful listeners out there. This is Teresa E. Keeves, your host for Here's Teresa. And listen, I just want to tell you all that I appreciate you listening to me as I know that you have your choices out there. This is a beautiful day that God has given us. So all of you listening to the sound of my voice, I am saying to you to go out and make this a beautiful day, a wonderful day. I am broadcasting to you on the greattalkzone.com internet radio. And um, um, and if you don't have the app, please go out there and get the app. Go to my website, Teresa at TEKBDations.com and um, go to um, uh, radio. And uh, there is a link that uh, can um, get you right there so that you can have the app. Okay. So how are you all out there? I hear you loud and clear. Um and um you know what? You sound um cheerful, you're whistling a happy tune, and um that that's good. And I and I know that a lot of you all out there are feeling grateful and that's exceptional. Or maybe you are feeling a little overwhelmed with all of the things you have to do within a twenty four hour period. Hey, I understand. Just take a deep breath. And know that God does not give you more than you can handle. And here's the key, listeners. Do all that you can do, and God will do all the things you cannot do. Trust me, I am a walking testimony. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's get to the weather forecast here out of the way. Today in the valley, um, you know, uh, in Arizona, the temperatures will be a high about 56 and a low of 38. Depending on where you are, you know, the temperatures can vary. You know, um, um, the, you know, the people in the high country, you know, like Flagstaff, all that up there, um, is having a bitter winter right now. For about, you know, four days or more, the kids in Flagstaff have not been in school because of the snow there. So here in Arizona, we have a mix of weather. And um, in other parts of the country, like the Midwest, the temperatures are off the chain. And um, I wish them and all the people who are having, you know, these challenges with the weather the best. And just know, you all, that it will change. Hopefully do something, um, you know, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, it will do something better so that you won't have to have, you know, all of the, the chills and the weather and the, you know, the water flow and everything else that's going on. All right, listeners. We are going to have a great discussion today. The topic of my show is simplistic talks about important matters on a national and global perspective. My guest is a fabulous mental health therapist, Reginald C. Campbell. And we are going to talk about a number of items that I feel will be appealing to all out there and educational and maybe even getting a laugh or two. But the thing is, you will be entertained and informed and educated. So stay tuned. All right. I want to talk to you all out there about a couple of things first before bringing my fabulous guest on. 
One thing is that I want to send my condolences to the family of Mary Tyler Moore. She was best known for her role on the Dick Van Dyke show back in the day. She played um, his wife, and she was in her 20s at the time of getting this role. And I understand that when she played this, um, you know, role that, um, you know, she was having, um, you know, some battles with um, diabetes as well. Now, Yahoo News is reporting that she had a long battle with diabetes. She had loss of eyesight. She struggled with alcohol and a kidney loss. She was a mom and she um, was married to a third husband. He was a cardiologist. And she went on to produce shows such as the Mary Tyler Moore Show and formed her own production company named MTM Productions after the Dick Van Dyke Show was off the air. They say that she was a good soul, is reported, and uh, Oprah Winfrey loved her. And um, she was a fabulous mom. You never heard anything negative about Mary Tyler Moore. She's gone too soon, 80 years of age, and I want to say God bless her. Now, another thing that I want to talk to you guys about is the is the bees. That bees have been added to the endangered species list for the first time. And it's, you know, how can you help? This is One Green Planted. Uh, one Green Planted, uh, this is a report that was dated actually back in December 29th of 2016. And, uh, you know, education is a wonderful thing, listeners. I heard about this recently, and I'm like, no way. I knew in hearing earlier reports about finding large number of bees found dead. That was disturbing. And listen, you all, this is not a good thing for bees to be dying like this, okay? Actually, I'm heartbroken about this as bees are so vital to our environment and for the continuum of us, you know, as human beings residing on this planet. You know, you know, the importance of pollination. If, you know, if you don't know the importance of uh, pollination, um, you know, I, I, I implore you to go and research about it. And I'm certain that, um, you know, <laughs> you learned about pollination in your primary education and everything. But anyway, I just want to talk a little about little bit about what the report stated in part. It said it might come as a surprise that when we hear about the colony collapse disorder in bees, also known as CCD, we're really only talking about just one species, the European honeybee, which, as its name suggests, isn't even native to North America. The species were brought over in the 1600s by European colonists. Honeybees have since been bred in extensively in order to pollinate cash crops in mass. Many of them shipped across the country several times a year as different plants come into bloom. But there are thousands of species of bees that pollinate a wide variety of plants. And though they rarely make the news, some of these bees are far worse off than the familiar honeybee. For the first time ever, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service has put seven species of bees on the endangered species list, which means if something isn't done soon, listeners, we may start to see irrevocable difference along the possible extinction of the plants they pollinate. Because a honeybee population collapse, you know, if this if they collapse, this would mean an agricultural catastrophe. And the scientists have been working overtime in an, overtime in an attempt to determine the cause of CCD. Now, reports by Bees Freeze and it's B-E-E-S-F-R-E-E dot Biz, beesfree.biz, and it says that, you know, a lot of the demise of bees are due to things like the climate change, radiation from cellular phones, 
and in and any things that are related to the you know cellular industry, genetically modified plants with pest control characteristics, and other plants that are not indigenous to their existence that are brought in you know by by man. Now, for all of you who are interested, you can go and factually research what you can do to help and stop the demise of the bees. Now, furthermore, I just want to say uh, you know a couple of other things about this. Now, one of the most important things you can do to protect native bee species is to buy local produce, you all. Many small farms don't bother with importing bees, honeybees, to pollinate their crops and instead let the native bees do all the work for them. Okay? Now, if you have room for a garden, you can also stock up on bee-friendly plants that will help support the bees around your home. Now, the one green uh, thing that the Green Planet website also have is a list of options for bee-friendly plants that are native to your area. And they do suggest that you contact your local nursery, you know, to find the ideal plants for your region or websites, you know, like the Native Plant Database, Plant Native, America's Beauty, or E-Nature. That's really important, listeners. Everything and everyone that God created has a purpose, and the thing is we are all dependent on one another, including the bees. All right. Now, I want to give a shout out to the well-organized Women's March on Washington this past weekend. And just in case any of you did not know this, March was a part of the Women's Global March. How fabulous is that? Now, this um, this is a message I feel, listeners, that was sent loud and clear to what it is that, you know, women are warning while this administration is in office. For example... USA Today reported on 125-2017 that some of the messages the women were sending out are to stand against disrespect toward women displayed by Donald Trump, to preserve abortion rights, to protest the wage gap, and to generally protect the civil rights of all citizens regardless of their race, religion, gender, identities, or sexual preferences. We are the silent majority, one sign read. There was a sense of camaraderie there, solidarity and empowerment, and a desire on the part of the marchers to let their presence be known a day after Trump had been sworn in as president. Now, here is one thing I will say. Okay? Are you guys ready? Buyer's remorse has set in big time in this country regarding Trump. And I bet that a great portion, I'm just being straight, I bet you that a great portion of the women that were marching this past weekend fall under one of these categories. They either voted for Trump or they did not vote at all. And, of course, you have those that voted for Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. Now, once again, I say, let me be clear, listeners. I totally admired these women. Make no doubt about that. As this was one more thing that was a phenomenal statement, you know, uh, being demonstrated through a march all over the world is not just in this country. But the, 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 the impressive thing is that it was three million women, you know, marchers, men, and there were some men out there. I have to give a shout out to them for supporting their wives and mothers and sisters and, 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 uh, you know, and women in general. They were out there, three million of them just in this country. And then it was 
all over the world. So, you know, I am just saying, you know, Bauer, buyer's remorse, baby. Now, here's the question that USA Today posed, and I thought that it is a good question. Now, the question is, was it the start of something big or a feel-good moment for the yoga pants and crunchy granola set? All right? Now, before that question is answered, I'm going to take a break and bring my uh, guest on, Reginald C. Campbell, so we can dive into the uh, nitty-gritty of the topic on this show. So stay tuned. Back to Here's Teresa on TalkZone.com with Teresa E. Keeves. Thank you. Thank you so much for returning with me. This is your host, Teresa E. Keeves, uh, host of Here's Teresa. And the title of our talk today is Simplistic Talks About Important Matters. Now, before we went on break, I talked uh, about uh, buyer's remorse um, of about Donald uh, Trump being um, uh, the commander in chief of this great nation and uh, that people are feeling the buyer's remorse. And uh, they felt the buyer's remorse, I bet, as soon as they saw President Obama and First Lady Michelle Obama uh, waving as they got on uh, the uh, helicopter to take them to their their next destination um, in life. I bet they were a lot of the people were probably uh, saying, you know, what the heck have we done? Um, a lot of people are, are also uh, now know what it feels like to have the umbrella of hope dissipated um, from over us. Now, my question that I did pose um, before taking a break as well, um, and I'm going to bring on my guest is, was it the start of something big? or a feel-good movement for the yoga pants and crunchy granola set? And this is a question that USA Today was uh, posing in relation to the uh, women who were marching all around the world um, with the women's march that took place this past weekend. Now, I'm going to bring on my guest. His name is Reginald C. Campbell. He is a frequent and welcome guest on my show. He is a admired and respected uh, mental health therapist in his field. He is now um, looking at 30 years of being um, top-notch in this field. Um, I refer to him as the best mental health therapist, and I don't say things just to be saying it because he is. And I'm waiting for him to start writing some reference materials about his profession. You know, I'm just waiting for it to let that turn into a book. Okay, good morning, Reginald. How are you? I'm good. Good. Everything is fine. Ready to get started on this great conversation. Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. Now, I was talking about the Women's March because with this question that I um, just stated before bringing you on, it's uh, kind of in, uh, you know, relation to what you and our conversations that we've had and that I hope that the, the women that were out there marching, that this was not just some, you know, shot in the, in the pan. That this is something that is going to be continued on 
throughout this administration and any administration that are not doing the things that are indicative to, you know, women in particular moving forward in their lives. What do you think, Reginald? I, I think this is a movement that has begun and it's not going to end. Um, as recently as last night, there were demonstrators out uh, in Philadelphia uh, demonstrating against Donald Trump's arrival there, I think it's today. Uh, so people are out in the middle of the night in January in Philadelphia uh, demonstrating. So I think this is um, uh, a sleeping bear that has been awakened. And, uh, you know, people are looking in the mirror and seeing that, that they've been duped, that they drank the Kool-Aid, and that Kool-Aid that they drank is not tasting good and it's going to affect them. And that, that's the unfortunate thing. It, it, it's good and it's unfortunate. It's good mm-hmm. that people are out about it. They're not going to take it. It's unfortunate that it took something like this from a guy who has a long history of, of lying, of not paying people, of, of, of alleged sexual misconduct. Um, you know, it took all of that. Um, you mm-hmm. know, for them to wake up and say, you know what, this this actually is affecting me, because what affects one affects all. Uh, Ex- exactly. About, about the bees, how you know you think, oh, or they're just bees. Well, no, everything has has a connection. We're all connected. We all are connected on this planet. There is no isolation. There is no such thing as isolation. Isolation is not good. Uh, if you put somebody, you put a dog in, in isolation, how does that dog react to being isolated? Is it positive for him to be in isolation? So so we all need each other. God put things together. He knew what he was doing. He knows more than more than man. Um, man probably thinks that he doesn't, but he does. So everything from the tiniest flea to the annoying fly that buzzes around your ear in the summer, has a connection with this earth and has a purpose. Mm-hmm. And the, and the thing is, is that uh, with the the way that I took this uh, question uh, that I you know that that was from the USA Today uh, site is that maybe there's some hope within there that it does not uh, continue that it does dissipate. You know because uh, far too often, um, you know, and I'm just going to say this, women, far too often uh, men. Uh, think that, you know, this, this is not all men. This is some men. So let me rephrase that. Some men think that women are flighty. Okay. I'm going to bring that word back. They think they're flighty. They, they don't think that they will stick. They don't have the stick to itness. Okay. To get things done, to see something through from the beginning to the end. They don't think that they have that. And, um, and although we as women have demonstrated that tremendously, you know, within our lives presently, past, and we will continue to do it in the future. Um, this is something that they, they, I feel, don't want to see happen. I do applaud people for still maintaining their stance out in the street because, Reginald, as you know, um, back in the day, being out in the street, that's how we got things done. That's how we, we shook up the, 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 um, you know, the, 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 um, uh, powers to be and letting them know that, what they were doing or saying or thinking that they were going to do and or say was not a good thing and that we were not going to put up with it, whether it's for, for civil rights 
um, uh, act, whether, whether it was for the LBGTQ community, whatever we know, you know, to get these laws and things passed, um, that would, that would benefit, that would benefit us. You understand what I'm saying? Sure. Well, you know, people demonstrating and showing their voice, uh, brought Ricky Nixon to his knees and got him out of office. It brought mm-hmm. the Vietnam War to an end. It brought civil rights legislation. It brought well, women the right to vote. I mean, mm-hmm. it brought uh, wages, livable wages for, for, for people, you know, with, uh, with, with, with the unions. We want to give a shout out to unions and, and all the union haters out there. Uh, mm-hmm. our pro unions, just to let you know. So mm-hmm. when, when, when people talk, when they say, when they show that they're not going to take this, it has an impact. Um, just in, at the beginning of, of, uh, of, of Trump's administration when, um, you know, the Republicans were trying to pull the okie doke with, um, um, I, I can't think of the uh, um, uh, a program that they, were, that they were trying to end. Uh, but people called, for some reason I'm having brain cramps, but uh, people called their legislators, they called their their senators, their House oh. representatives, and they instantly backed off. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, that was the that was the ethics that was the ethics committee. They were yeah, trying to dismantle the ethics committee. Right, and and it shows what one congressman was saying that when one person calls, that's like ten people calls. Because That's right. If one person is saying this, there's 10 other people out there who, who feel the same way. So, mm-hmm. so our voices can be heard. That's and right. Again, it's something as simple as a phone call. That it's, it's simple and it matters. You know, um, uh, I was listening to, um, oh, gee, okay, I'm, I, I could, Mike, Mike, um, what's his name? Michael Moore. And Michael Moore was saying that, um, uh, the importance of calling your senators and emailing them and writing them. And uh, he said that as he encountered one senator, um, uh, said to him, you know, um, he, he said to a senator, uh, well, did you get my message? And he said, yes. And um, so he said that um, he's going to he's going to respond, he says, because he's gotten calls from him just nine times. And I guess it was, you know, uh, bothering him. So that is I'm saying that to say that it is true that it, you know, that it does take a lot of, um, you know, I want people to get behind, you know, what it is that they believe. I feel that they should call their senators and email their senators. I myself have emailed and or called Jeff Flake and, um, and, um, okay, I can't think of the other senator's name here in Arizona. I have called them and emailed them several times on varying issues, you know, uh, within the last, I don't know, four years, particularly, of uh, President Obama's um, uh, administration. Now, I want to say I'm going to say this and move on because I have a few things that you know, other things that I want to talk about. But in 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 saying what we're talking about with the people going out in the street, Trump does not view that as important, and neither does he view that as it, that it has any empowerment behind it. He doesn't view that it that people marching in the street are is going to be anything. Uh, that that will affect what it is that that he's doing because he feels he feels listeners that he has the power and the power is not his the power is in the people that's all I have to say now I I um um 
I want to talk a bit about executive orders. Now, according to thisnation.com, Reginald, executive orders are known as EOs. And the reason that I'm talking about this now, um, Reginald, and my listeners, is because as Trump has gotten into office, what he has done uh, primarily is a bunch of uh, EOs, okay? And that's what we're going to refer to them as, EOs, executive orders. Now, I like to educate my, my audience and, and or refresh their memories and things like that. So here we go. Executive orders do not require congressional approval to take effect, but they have the same legal weight as laws passed by Congress. Now, the president's source of authority to issue executive orders can be found in Article 2, Section 1 of the Constitution, you guys, if you want to go out there and look at it, which grants to the president the executive power, Section 3 of Article 2, which further directs the president to take care that the laws be faithfully executed and to implement or execute the laws of the land. Presidents give direction and guidance to executive branch agencies and departments, often in the form of executive orders. Okay. Now, executive orders are very controversial, you guys, because they allow the president to make major decisions, even law, without the consent of Congress. I'm going to repeat that. Executive orders are controversial because they allow the president to make major decisions, even law, without the consent of Congress. With Trump in office, this is extremely dangerous. This, of course, runs against the general logic of the Constitution that no one should have power to act unilaterally. Okay? No one should have the power to act unilaterally. Nevertheless, Congress often gives the president considerable leeway in implementing and administering federal law and programs. Sometimes Congress cannot agree exactly how to implement a law or program. In effect, this leaves the decision of the federal agencies involved and the president that stands in their head. Now, when Congress fails to spell out in detail how law is to be executed, it leaves the door open for the president to provide those details in the form of EOs. Reversal can happen, you all, with two-thirds of the majority can override the EO. I mean, they just did that to President Obama um, uh, recently as, as uh, they reversed one of his EOs. Okay, now, I wanted to say that for all of my listeners out there, so that, you know, this is a brief yet clear understanding of executive orders. Now, Reginald, all presidents have submitted EOs during their time in office, including our beloved President Barack Obama and President Clinton. And the thing is that the power of the EOs should not be utilized as a tool to bypass Congress, the House, the Senate, to get his wishes through without recourse for thought responsibility, or what could come back as a big bite in the butt that could harm the country strategically. Now, having said that, Trump, the mental midget that he is, is using this tool, the signing of EOs, to get his agenda through quickly without thought of the possibilities or uh, possibilities or high probabilities of negative outcomes that it could have on this country 
by bypassing the House and the Senate in order to only keep, Reginald and my listeners, the nasty, racist, and negative rhetoric of his campaign. You know what I'm saying here, Reginald? Was that? A, I know it was a mouthful, but do you understand what I'm saying here? Sure, and and it's because he doesn't care. It's because he doesn't care, and he doesn't have the knowledge. So, so a combination of both. Mm-hmm. Right now, the Republican Party is loving him because he's just a rubber stamp. He has no idea, no sense of history. He has no sense of well, decency, in my opinion, as well, the way he has behaved himself. And so they, they being the Republican Party, they were saying that President Obama's executive orders were lawless. That was one of their talking points, lawless, as if he's a criminal, you know, okay, as if the brown guy is a criminal, so he did something lawlessly. So um, is what Trump doing lawless? That's my question out there. Can you guys answer it how you want? So it's what he's doing lawless. So um, it, it's simply what they're doing now is throwing spaghetti against the wall and to see what sticks. Mm-hmm. Because the past week with this administration has been like the Keystone Cop. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Meister comes out and says after the second day, after his, his first disastrous uh, meeting with the press, well, I won't, I'll never lie to you. Um, 24 hours before, he stood there and lied and said that Trump had the largest in history of people yeah. at his inauguration. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, um, if, it, if it wasn't so serious, it would be funny. Mm-hmm. So the things that they're attempting to do are too serious to be funny. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And the thing is, is that there, it, there's big time buyer's remorse be, um, because Rachel, I was listening to Don Lemon, uh, report, uh, last night. And, um, he had, um, the gentleman on who back in the day, um, uh, was reporting on Nixon a lot. And another gentleman was there. And, uh, they were saying that, you know, that they are having a meeting in Philadelphia today about Donald Trump. They meaning the Republicans. Because basically, what they were saying is that he's a loose cannon and that his mental stability does not seem to be there. No shit. You didn't notice that in the be- in the very beginning of when he even before he before this campaign, the campaign he did before that. You you didn't know that. You didn't know his track record. So oh now now that he has the codes, now it's like you know okay we need to discuss this. But they, they're trying their best to keep it on the down low, you know, Reginald and my listeners, okay? They know that they have an issue, okay? They know that they have an issue going on um, uh, with this person. Now, now, here, now, here's the thing. You know that, Reginald, with these EOs being signed, and I'm saying it like this willy-nilly, you know that it's going to cause some freaking frack in, in, um, in, in Congress and House and the Senate. You already know that, right? You already know that they're going to be like, wait a minute. You're not conferring with us on nothing. You're not conferring with us on nothing. You just think that you could just go off and sign your sign the paper and then that's it. That you don't have to have any meetings. You don't have to have any talks. You don't have to have anything. 
and it's and it's very uh, relational to what you said. He doesn't know what he's doing. He had no idea. He thinks that okay, I'm just going to sit down and I bet he hasn't read anything. It was stated that not only did um, President Barack Obama have dinner with his family um, four to five times a week, if not every day, he also would do things like this before before calling it a night. He would read until 2 to 3 o'clock in the morning, you know, and it wasn't any books about whatever. It was It was all about the country, what things that needed to be done, things that his uh, administrators, administrative staff gave him to look over. And he also, uh, when people would write him about things that was concerning them, he would he would take the time to handwrite 10 people every night, 10 people. So that's a fabulous thing. You understand what I'm saying, Reginald, is that he thinks that, you know, just, uh, you know, this this old this old adage, you know, with the stroke of the pen, that this is how he's going to run the country. And I'm telling you, this is not going to be a good thing. They think that 500,000 people were on, on Washington. Let this keep up. It's going to be much more than that. That's going to, um, uh, you know, that's going to uh, 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 flag themselves down on Washington if this keeps up. You understand what I'm saying, Reginald? Well, the Republican Party has no idea, you know, other than going back. Let me use the analogy of the Republican Party and a car, okay? So back in the day, you know, I had a white Trans Am. You remember my white Trans Am back in the day, okay? Um, Mm -hmm. Had a 3C transmission, okay? And then as time went on, you know, now cars have 5C transmissions. Uh, my Chrysler, uh, my 2012 Chrysler had a 6-speed transmission. My new Dodge Charger has an 8-speed transmission. The new Ford Mustang is going to have a 10-speed transmission. Isn't it ironic that car makers make all these transmissions to go forward with all these speeds, but only one speed to go in reverse? Why mm-hmm. is that? Because nobody's driving a car gives a damn about going backwards. They're thinking Thank about you. going forward. Forward, and the yes. The Republican Party has no idea other than to go back. They vilified the, the Affordable Care Act for six years. So for six years, you can come up with one idea. A couple of days ago, Republican Susan Co- uh, Collins said that, well, let's just the states decide if they want to keep Obamacare or not. Well, no, you ran for six years on refilling and replacing Obamacare. And mm-hmm. you have no idea after six years, not even a teeny-weeny idea, as, as a kid would say, not even a teeny-weeny idea, other than going back. That's the only thing they want to do is go back. And nobody's going back. Exactly. Nobody's transmission. We're not going in reverse. We're going in drive. And they better it, get the gist of this. They, they better get the gist of this, you know, because um, uh, black people, people of color in general, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's not going to be. We are we are educated in spite of what Trump says in his in his campaign. And and for me, I'm just going to and I, I'm just going to say this. You have a right to vote for whoever it is that you want to vote for. OK, but when he came out and said that statement that. What do you have to lose? You don't have nothing. 
your schools are deplorable, you don't have any job. All people of you know uh, of, of of the black race of color race they should have been besides themselves. And shame on any of you who went out there and voted for him after a person says something that uh, you know about that to you. My brother and I have no idea, and I don't want to hear this stuff about we're just a chosen few. We'll have any idea of what it feels like running from a bullet, living in a ghetto, not having anything, you know, no food to eat, father not around, don't know where the mother that 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 stuff and and all of the people that we knew were of color wasn't having that issue either. Okay? So I just Amen. wanna I just wanna I just Amen. wanna say that. We weren't having that issue either. So you better get over yourself with this rhetoric that you heard back in when your grandpappy came back in seventeen eighty seven because it's not gonna happen. And it's unfortunate that in this great country that this is what we have to end up doing. He's talking about we're gonna talk about this, but he's talking about um this is a good segue into what I'm going to talk about next about building the wall. And it's very, and it's very relational to what you said earlier in this broadcast, Reginald, about, you know, you want to surround yourself. First of all, there's a whole lot of things that you have to take into consideration. All right? That's right. Trump, you can't just go building a wall. First of all, you're not an engineer. Okay? The other thing, you can't just go telling the president of a country, he's not your child. He is not your child. He's the president of a country that he's going to pay for something that you want. How ignorant and stupid is that? Okay. And then you want to take, you don't, you're going to take 15 to 25 billion of the hardworking taxpayers money to pay for this. Well, I want to say this yeah. before I jump into what I'm going to say. Senator Jeff Flake said on television report this morning that he doesn't see that happening. You see what I'm saying, Reginald? I hear what you're yeah, saying about yeah. going to go backwards, but the Republicans and the Democrats know that this just ain't going to happen, that there's no way. I don't care what he did, what he signed with executive orders. As I read to you, uh, my listeners, that these things can be stopped, two-thirds of the majority. And by all of you all calling up and saying, look, 15 to, 15 to 25 billion, and that's just an estimate, to build a wall, that's that's unnecessary. So you want to cut yourself off from everything and everybody. How stupid and dumb is that? Okay. Now, Jeff Flake also went on to say that there are more important things, and he's a Republican, more important things that need to be done, you know, in this country than spending 15 to $25 billion of the taxpayers' money. Okay. Now, he said that there are different ways that you could go about doing this. And he said himself, we don't need all of that. That doesn't even need to happen. So if Jeff Flake is saying it, Reginald, Mm -hmm. if Jeff Flake is saying it, you know others are saying it too. So this is what I'm saying. We're going to see a whole lot of dissension in the camp and everything else. Okay? Now, let me get to this. As I had uh, my television on in my office yesterday, you guys, and I was doing some work um in my office and uh my girl judge judy uh was on and i took a brief moment to look at her resolve some of these cases but anyway after she went off the air i was viewing the fox news which i don't do yesterday for a brief moment and uh trump stated in part you know that he signed a, a eo and stated that the nation this is what he said this is what he said now listen to what i'm saying He said that a nation 
without borders is not a nation and that the United States of America beginning today, which was yesterday, gets back control of its borders, gets back its borders. That's what he said. If you don't believe me, go to YouTube and, and pull it up and you and, and any other um, um, uh, any other uh, 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 venue that you want and pull it up. And that's how he said it. I mean, listen to how he said it. Nation without borders is a nation that is, is not a nation. A nation without borders is not a nation. And that the United States of America, beginning today, which was yesterday, gets back control of its borders, gets back its borders. What the hell kind of language is that? And this is supposed to begin in months, he says, with more federal agents. And he also said that I'm very happy about it. And this is what he said. Here's another thing that he said. I'm very happy about it. And you're very happy about it, too. That's what he said. If you don't believe me, pull it up. Now. He's telling people how you feel. You're a grown-ass man and woman. He's telling you how he, how you feel. You're going to feel like he feels. He's so freaking narcissistic. The cost of the wall is between 15 and $25 billion. And the president of Mexico was supposed to be coming to visit him in the White House. He said he is seriously thinking of canceling it. And I'm just saying if I were he, I would not. And in light of Trump's executive orders, you know, he says he – how am I gonna? How am I supposed to be dealing with this guy? Do you understand what I'm saying, Reginald? Okay, here, here's some history about walls and how effective walls are. When the Great Wall of China was built, Genghis Khan said that a wall is only as good as the people desire to defend it. And then he sent his warriors over the wall to invade China. So mm-hmm. the Great Wall of China didn't really work. Now it's a, now it's a tourist attraction, okay? Exactly. So, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's just, it's just so stupid. Exactly. It's so stupid. And yeah, just it, think it, of all it, of it, that it, time and effort and money could have been put to something much more positive that could have gone down in history. Well, oh, my God. Now, here, now, now, here's the other thing about the cost of this wall. People's heads should be exploding. The people Thank who you. voted for him, your head should be exploding. Because he said Mexico would pay for the wall. He didn't say Mexico will reimburse us, we'll build a wall. Mexico will pay for the wall. You know, that's like your neighbor building a wall that you don't even care about or want, and then he's telling you, you're going to pay for this new fence that I'm putting up. I mean, yep. it's just so asinine. I yes, mean, it I is. Mean, really. I mean, yes, really. it is. So, so this is just an example of the childish thing that this guy thinks about. He sits yes. up at 3 o'clock in the morning tweeting. He doesn't sit up at 3 o'clock in the morning like President Obama, President Clinton, President Carter, who read things up until 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. They weren't watching television. They were studying. Okay? Yep. They were studying. They weren't tweeting, or tweets weren't there, obviously, but they weren't tweeting because they were angry about some silly issue about Arnold Schwarzenegger's numbers for their printers weren't as high as his. Are you kidding me? I mean, this is just and on totally, that... absolutely ridiculous. 
Yes, and on that same vein, Reginald, he's also still talking about, you know, the, the presidential numbers, that there's no way that Hillary Clinton got, it started at 3.5 million, now the other day was 5 million, more votes than he, and he's going to sign an executive order. You see what I'm saying? They're going to need to rein this fool in like ASAP. He's going to sign an executive order to do some investigation on voter fraud. Now, you know, I want to quickly say this because I want to talk about, uh, you know, other thing. Our time is passing by so fast. Don't be crazy out there, my listeners. Okay. Particularly all of you out there that of our color. All right. Listen to what he is saying. It's the same thing of let's make great America great again. You know, he's going to start messing with the, the voting rights now. This is what he's going to do. This is what he thinks he's going to do is start messing with the voting rights. But I just know that we here in America are not going to put up with that. Okay. Now, let's talk about the TPP. And for all of you who may not know what the acronym stands for, it stands for the Trans-Pacific Partnership or the Trans-Pacific Partnership Agreement. Now, the Trans-Pacific Partnership or the Trans-Pacific Partnership Agreement is a trade agreement, you guys, between Australia, Brunei, Canada, Chile, Japan, Malaysia, Mexico, New Zealand, Peru, Singapore, and United States, and Vietnam. Now, according to Wikipedia original, the finalized proposal was signed on February 4th, 2016 in Auckland, New Zealand. Now, we remember that because we saw President Obama there signing, okay? Now, concluding seven years of negotiations because they, you know, negotiations sometimes, unfortunately, and maybe fortunately, take longer than anticipated, expected, rather. It currently cannot be ratified, you all, due to U.S. withdrawal from the agreement on January 23rd, 2017, and that was done by um, Trump, okay? Now... The former Obama administration claimed that the agreement aimed to promote it was to promote economic growth. That was a claim and that was the truth. And it was to support the creation and retention of jobs, enhance innovation, productivity and competitiveness, raise living standards, reduce poverty in the signatories countries and promote transparency, good govern good governance and enhanced labor and environmental protections. The TTP, the TPP contains measurements to lower both non-tariff and tariff barriers to trade and established an investor state dispute settlement mechanism. Now, what the hell was wrong with that? You get this guy talking about TPP and he doesn't even know what TPP and neither do the people that he's talking to know about TPP. It's not good for America and I'm just going to take that you know, without anybody doing any investigation and having a mind of their own. You understand what I'm saying, Rachel? If this man is so, um, you know, for oh, I'm going to, you know, make jobs and this and that and the other, which the country, President Obama left this country in very good shape. I'm saying that right now, and I'll defend it anytime. He left this country in very good shape, but you just watch what happens to it, okay? Uh, but anyway, do you understand what I'm saying, Reginald, about T TPP? I like to say, as I said on my program before, that I like to, you know, educate and or re-educate people who don't know, have uh, 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 informative uh, uh, conversations and so forth. And I just want people to know that TPP did, you know, was not a bad thing to have. Your comments, Reginald? No, I, I think TPP was an excellent thing to have. Um, 
you know, it goes back to what we articulated earlier that, uh, you know, we're all in this world. We all need each other. It's, it's all part of trade. People have been trading for hundreds or thousands of years. Um, Marco Polo went to China and brought spaghetti back from China. Yeah, it's, it's spaghetti that brought back from China. Yep. So, you know, yeah. it's, 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 the natives traded with, with people, Africans traded with, you know, so trade has been something that's been going on for thousands of years because people need and want each other. And exactly. this isolationist attitude, this World War One isolationist attitude is absolutely asinine. That's my word again. Because yep. now more than ever, people need each other. Exactly. We need each other. There are things that we need. Um, so I think the TPP is a good thing. Does it need tweaking like any other thing? Sure it does. Sure it does. But it's something that, you know, whenever something is new, whenever something is done, it's just the beginning. Then you tweak it. Then you improve on it as time goes by, as needs to be. Exactly. So exactly. It's, it's all campaign rhetoric that, you know, a lot of people have no idea of. They're counting on low-information voters, but these low-information voters are the ones who are going to discover that your Social Security, your Medicaid, your Medicare, and, oh, yeah, that Obamacare is covering your black lung disease, that Obamacare that you want to get rid of, that you didn't know is covering your black lung disease. Disease, and exactly. Now, and now you want it to say, well, that's low information. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. It's one of my favorite talk show hosts, Tom Hartman, says, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Drink the Kool-Aid, exactly. No, no, read up on things. Educate yourself on things. And all of this about, oh, well, we like a guy who, you know, who, um, you know, they don't know what he's going to do. You don't know how he's going to react to things. Well, that's not a good thing. No, it isn't. No, it's not. Wants to know that their parent is there for them. When you go out to get in your car to start it up, you want to know that it's going to start. You don't want, oh, will it start today? Will it start? I don't know. Is that okay? No, you want to know that when you get in and push the key or push the button, that the engine is going to turn. Okay, so so and, being mm-hmm. willy nilly and 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 unpredictable is not a good thing. Exactly. And this is what I was saying, talking about hope, um, you know, in one of uh, my last program, the, the, the importance of hope. Um, and hope is very relational um, to a lot of things. And one of them is dependability. You know, when you have hope, you know, uh, it's like, OK, I hope, you know, so you're depending on on on, you know, on something good to happen and things like that. It's, it's very um uh, okay, let's take the thing about the car, you know, well, you know, you and and or your parent, that's that's a very good one, you know, that I, you know, that I know that my parent is there. As I had said, take the leap, the net will follow. You know that if you're going out to, to uh, acquire your dreams for all of you younger people out there and that you know that you got somebody that's got your back, all right? You have someone that's got your back. So you could go out there and, as I said, failing, failing at something does not mean 
that you are a failure. It just means that you tried to do something, but you know, that's okay. My, my mom and my dad got my back and my mom got my back. My dad got my back, my, my cousin or whoever. And you know, right. so I'm going to, I'm going to implement this next leg of my journey. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to give my, give my shot at that, you know, but I got, I got about, I got about three minutes and, um, uh, remaining. But, um, you know, I just wanted to have this conversation with my, um, uh, listeners and, and with you, Reginald, because I think it's very important that people are enlightened and educated about, um, the dupeness <laughs> that's going to be going on, um, more, more than ever. And I just want to, I just want to, uh, make this one, one comment and then I'm going to end my program. As I was doing research and things, and I mentioned to you guys about Amarosa Manigault, okay? She's this black woman who um, has been, uh, she says that she did some work for President Clinton or whatever. You know, I really don't remember it because, of, you know, she's insignificant to me, actually. And uh, But she uh, was on the air, and she was saying, um, in, uh, she was being interviewed by Kelly, uh, that Kelly file or whatever, and uh, they played a snippet of her saying how people are going to have to bow down to Trump, to all of these who thought that that uh, he was not going to win, and and I'm like, what the hell is the matter with you? People are going to bow down. I'm not bowing down to no red and white car pulse person. You have lost your mind, okay? You understand what I'm saying, Reg? I mean, how stupid is that for her to even, she yeah, deems herself right. an intelligent person, but she's working with the, the, you know, the, you know, it's under that $50 a week rule that daddy told us about that I'll share with you listeners at a, at another time. Um, but, um, but anyway, um, you know, for her to even say something stupid like that, you know, she's the liaison of, of, of some, of some, something real minuscule. And, you know, but I, I just wanted to, I just wanted to, you know, to, to throw that in, you know, so, um, yeah, well, but, I, um, I, I, I heard that Yeah, yeah, make it make it like like twenty seconds. Okay, uh, you know when I hear black people say, well, "What has the Democratic Party done for us?" Don't say that without doing your history. Don't say that. Do your history well, before. Louis Farrakhan that. said it, but anyway, go ahead. Uh, well, I don't care. Same thing for him. Do your history before you say it. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now. On the lighter side of things, the Huffington Post reported in June of 2014 um, that there was an office worker um, in, in Chicago. And for most office workers, lunch hour is a practically scare- sacred time. The work uh, days, um, you know, loan opportunity to run a midday errand or get away from, from the desk. But for one Chicago area woman, lunch hour takes on a much deeper meaning. Every Thursday, Cassandra Holly heads to a sandwich shop near her workplace and purchases 20 box lunches that she distributes to homeless people near her office. Her co-workers coined the project, which began two years ago, Love in Motion. And I'm saying that because after we've had all of this talk about Donald Trump, I want you to know that there, this is not doom and gloom. This is just education. This is just letting you know that this is hope, that you keep continuing to do the things that you're, that you're doing. Keep listening to me. And, um, and, and other people that are telling you factual, and I'll say that again, factual information. 
I want you guys to go out there, be kind to yourself because that's where it starts, and be kind to others. Thank you, Reginald, for being always a fabulous guest on my show. I will be airing again on February 9th, 2017. Check your 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 local listing and uh, pull up the uh, TalkZone.com uh, app. Make it a great day. This is Teresa E. Keys. I'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.